Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, James Bell. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, James Bell. And in this first season, we're diving into Bentonville's outdoor recreation industry. And today I have in the studio with me, Kyla Templeton, who's the co-founder of Bike School Bentonville. Kyla, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Fantastic. Well, hey, before we jump in with questions, I'd like to tell our audience a little bit more uh, about your background and how you're really making a difference in Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas. And I don't want to get this wrong. So if anybody's watching out there and they see me look down, it's because I'm getting the details right. So in the past decade, Kyla has made a profound impact on Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas by combining her love of community and her passion for cycling. And in 2021, she founded Girls Bike Bentonville, which is a nonprofit uh, whose mission is to empower women and community through cycling. Uh, she's also the co-founder of the Arkansas League of National Interscholastic Cycling Association, where she served as the director for uh, the past six years and has helped bring mountain biking to more than 1,000 kids in Arkansas. And she's a BICP level one instructor. And if that's not enough, uh, Kyla is a USA triathlon certified coach. That is, I don't know where you find enough time in your day, but <laughs> there's not amazing. enough time in the day. Well, Kyla, uh, clearly you believe that biking is not just a sport, but a lifestyle. Will you share with us why and where this passion comes from? That's a great question. I probably shouldn't say that because I'll probably say that a lot today. <laughs> I, I love to ride my bike. Um, I find a great deal of freedom when I ride my bike and fun. And it helps me to um, feel like a kid and also to feel really connected to the world and myself and the people that I'm with. And so, um, so I, I love to, I love to ride my bike. And then I also love to share that with other people and for people to discover for themselves what it means for them. And so, cause it means one thing to me, it means something different to each person. And it's, it's fun to share that and to make that connection. That's neat. So um, what else would you like to tell our audience about you? Only one, uh, Girls Bike Bentonville started in 2012. It was, uh. a, I think you said 2021. Um, I, um, I have two boys and I'm married to Kurt. It's, uh, the boys are Karsten and Clay and they're 10 and eight. And they've just started our um, there, there are a lot of, I would say, my inspiration for the work that I've done um, over the last six years was um, was to have something programs that are going that they will be able to participate in and that will be thriving by the time that they join. And so um, that was a lot of my inspiration for NICA. And and then there were gaps in programming that um, that there there just weren't well, there wasn't anything for them. And so. Um, that's the inspiration for bike school also is to, to fill a gap that, that my kids could join. So. so how long have you been in Northwest Arkansas? Where'd you come from? Well, I moved here right after college to work for Walmart. Um, they recruited me from, from college, from OSU. And um, all my peers were going to work in like oil and gas. Um, I'm an industrial engineer. So um, I thought it was, I thought retail was way more interesting than oil and gas. So I came here and my, my dad had done some work here on, he, he's an architect for elderly housing. So 
so he had been here and was familiar with the community and um, that also that connection that he had helped me to feel more like home um, when I moved here. Fit, no, I keep, I, it feels like it was 15 years ago, but it was 17 years ago. <laughs> 17. Wow. <laughs> so, okay. 17 years ago. So that makes you an honorary OB, right? Uh, almost an original Bentonvillian. Oh yeah. Pretty close. But I mean, I wasn't here at the very beginning, but I mean, the sidewalks would like roll up <laughs> downtown when after, at, after five thirty there was like nothing going on um, in Bentonville and I lived over in Rogers that at that time because there wasn't anything to do here. And it's so different now. <laughs> Great. You just set me up for my next question. I mean, you've <laughs> watched this place grow up from about 30,000 people to about 55,000 now. What's changed in Bentonville? There's a, uh, so, so much has changed. Um, but when I think back on what kind of caused a lot of that change, which is not the question you asked, but I'm going to go there anyway. Sure. Um, I remember like the kind of the hype around crystal bridges being built and, uh, you know, announced and built and then the greenway starting to be constructed downtown. And at that point I was doing a lot of running. I remember running on the greenway before it was paved. Um, it was just this trail through the woods and I didn't know where we were at all. And, um, but I think, it's been so cool to watch our community grow around the outdoor activities in ways that I think before that was about 2008. Um, we moved downtown in 2008 in the summer. And, um, and, and that's about, I think when, a, when a lot of that growth was just beginning. Mm -hmm. And so a lot more people outside and enjoying the closeness of nature to, um, kind of the central part of the city, the town. It's more of a town. <laughs> That's great. Um, tell us why you founded Bike School Bentonville and uh, what you want us to know about it. So Bike School Bentonville, um, our goal is to be able to train anybody in mountain biking from beginners coming to Bentonville because they want to learn how to mountain bike because it's a great place to learn how to mountain bike all the way up through Olympic development. So like performance at the highest level. Um, we want this to be the peop the place where people come to train for mountain biking because the best trails are here, um, which I, I'm not doing that, but, and the best program is here. And that's, that's what we're working on building. So um, we're starting, we've started our program with um, kids programming because that's where there were more gaps. And uh, we have two main programs that are outward facing and that's Trail Kids, which is for kids seven to 13 years old. A few weeks ago, we started our 10 week session um, and we meet twice a week. It's like mountain bike practice. Um, we have about a dozen coaches and about 40 kids. And then we also have the Academy, which is our race team for teenagers. Um, it, we have about a dozen kids that are 12 to 15 years old. And so they're training to do um, races locally and nationally. And so we're starting with those programs. And then our third program, which is kind of inward servicing, is the coach development program. And that helps us meet that broader goal of um, being able to train anybody um, by developing our coaches to meet more a more broad audience. That's wonderful. Um, I wish I was 
seven to 15 right now Do you, so that I can come learn I from you. Co- I have coaches. <laughs> I might we need have one. coaches. Um, do you, do you mountain bike? Yeah, I just started. Uh, yeah. My biggest challenge is keeping the rubber side down. But yeah. other than that, it's a lot of fun. Have you taken any lessons yet? I have taken one lesson. Who did you take a lesson from? Yeah, it was uh, Alex Martins at Ozark Bike Guides. That's who's awesome. Awesome. He's so good. Yeah, he had ibuprofen when I figured out how to uh, go over the bars. <laughs> you know, like the uh, skills instruction is really critical for learning, especially those of us who are learning as an adult. Yes. Because um, I, I learned when I was 35 when we started Nike Guide and mountain bike before we started Nike. Um, and I was fortunate to have a lot of really wonderful instructors because that's what Nike does is teach coaches how to coach yeah. mountain biking. and. Um, and so like, you know, gradually with, with, um, mountain biking, you, um, you build skills, which leads to confidence, which leads to fun. Mm-hmm. And so you don't really have fun until you've kind of built the skills and the confidence to, um, to be able to tackle the trails and you, you know, you progress, you start on easy trails and then work yourself up to more advanced ones. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really lucky that, uh, I work at the chamber because, uh, the Mama Bear Pump Track is it's right there, basically right behind our yeah. office. So it's me and a bunch of kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how it should be. You know, it it is wonderful. Like that's one of the things that's so special about Bentonville is that you don't have to load your bike up in the car to have an amazing bike experience. And you can, you know, a lot of places you have to put your bike in the car and drive half an hour or longer or shorter, but it, it becomes a lot more of an ordeal. And so people don't go as frequently, but here you just hop out your door and there's in so many places, a trail within 10 minutes. And, and so you can, you don't feel like you have to spend as much time because you don't have as much time, transportation time invested in it. So you can get out for 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the Razorback Greenway runs right behind our office, uh, downtowns, you know, I would say hundreds of feet away. Yeah. And uh, of course, that puts the uh, slaughter pin trail system almost not far from our doorstep, uh, too. And so we can get to world class mountain biking trails in just a very short ride. Uh, in fact, if anybody's ever in Bentonville on Fridays uh, at 1130, 30 to 1, the Greater Bentonville Area Chamber of Commerce has a ride. And anybody can ride that ride. We've had uh, rides where, you know, one of the weeks when, uh, when I guess last year during during a Bentonville Bike Fest, mm-hmm. uh, we had a twelve year old on the ride, and we had four or five pros. Yeah, and pretty it was awesome. A lot of fun. It is kind of cool to all the people that come here to see what we what we have and to experience it. Um, and we're all riding the same trails. Yeah, so I really love how mountain biking or how biking in general is really readily available here in Bentonville at the youngest. Age. We have a 22 month old at home. Oh yeah. yeah, we got him a Strider bike on his first birthday. Yep. <laughs> uh, and honestly, I don't think that would have happened were it not for the fact that we have the world's only Strider store on our square, which is pretty cool. Uh, we have, as you mentioned a moment ago, these world class mountain biking trails that beginners and professionals can ride on together. They're featured so that they can both have fun, uh, which I don't think is really the case in a lot of places. But then we have Thaden School, which is a uh, a middle and high school that uses bicycles to really connect students to math and physics and even urban planning and history 
teaches them problem solving, teaches them mechanical skills, uh, teaches them self-reliance. We have uh, the first bike mechanic school accredited by the uh, Bicycle Industry Employers Association that uh, just kicked off recently where you can get technical degrees or sorry, technical certificates and even degrees. Uh, We have now Bike School Bentonville teaching kids uh, to treat it as a sport, be the next generation of Olympians and professional riders. The list just goes on and on. So uh, bikes are embedded in our culture, dare I say our our DNA here. Um, For Bentonville, what does that mean for our community or rather for businesses, especially those in the cycling industry? Well, I I think we're seeing more and more people pay attention to Bentonville and mm-hmm. think about relocating here or having an office here. You know, it's it kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, I think it was about it maybe it was in the 80s when um Sam requested that all the vendors have offices here in Bentonville. Sure. Um and and so there there there's kind of a similar tone to what's going on with the bike industry here is that, you know, that a lot of people are having a presence here, even if they don't, you know, may relocate their main office here, but they, um, they pay attention to what we're doing and, um, and want to be connected to the people that are here. Yeah, they really do. It's, uh, you know, you mentioned those, the vendors here. So the result of, of Sam Walton saying, you need to be here is that we have about 1400 vendors mm-hmm. in the region, which is incredible. And that can be anywhere from, you know, a couple executives that may work for one to several hundred employees. And it's really changed this place. It also has made this place um, such that we've really had to focus on quality of life, if you will, and placemaking. And it's why I think a lot of this has happened over the past decade to make sure that these, uh, that folks have the amenities they want and uh, that our employers locally are able to attract world-class workers, which Mm -hmm. they've continued to be able to do. Um, You know, all of this, and we've only talked about trails just a little. (laughs) Bentonville has laid its claim as uh, mountain biking capital of the world. Uh, Tell our audience members who maybe haven't been here or haven't somehow heard of Bentonville yet, um, what they should know about our trails. You told us a little, but tell us more. What makes this such a special place for riding? So what's really cool about our trails is that they are um, really accessible to town and they are progressive. They they help the rider progress um, just by a function of riding on them. And so having trails so accessible and, and they're accessible like uh, from a distance perspective, but they're also accessible, um, from a riding perspective, they, there's definitely an emphasis on having easy trails close to the greenway so that you can, anybody could ride them essentially. And a lot, uh, if a lot of other places that you go, um, that are kind of similar to, to what is happening here in Bentonville, places like Park City or Aspen or Breckenridge, you're having to ride up a mountain for thousands of feet um, before riding back down a mountain. And in Bentonville, our trails kind of go up and down and up and down. And it becomes, it's more accessible to somebody that's maybe not in a really good fitness shape. And and so it's, the trails are really good um, and they're well-built and 
the trailblazers and kind of the team of people doing the trail development, I mean, they're really trying to like push the industry forward in all kinds of different ways. And they try new things and sometimes they work beautifully and sometimes they don't. And then they redo them. Um, to, and so, so the trails are really well made and they're well maintained and, and they're built so that the trails almost teach a rider how to ride. Not that I don't think you, I think you still need skills instruction, but like for the young kids, they don't need as much instruction. They, they need time on the trails and like, like my kids, they'll whine if I take them, (laughs) (laughs) but I put them with like, um, some cool, fun coaches and they're like having a ball doing stuff that, you know, climbing up a hill, they'll whine if it's with me. And if it's with, um, our coaches, they, they're just having fun with their friends. So you know, my kids, they, they haven't had a lot of instruction. They just, just the exposure to different experiences helps them to learn. So why should the cycling industry and its business leaders consider some sort of uh, presence in Bentonville, regardless of where else they are? Well, I think, I think the quality of life here is so good that um, having it's people enjoy being here and living here. I, I do always tell people, don't tell any mean people to, <laughs> about Bentonville. <laughs> like only tell the nice cool ones. Um, but, you know, I think that they will enjoy the quality of the life and the accessibility to trails, which is better here than in many places where cycling brands are. A lot of times, you know, if thing, if places are in big cities, if companies are in big cities, they don't have the access that we have to be able to get on mountain bike trails and a lot of cyclists like to do that. All right. So uh, as we start wrapping this up, uh, tell us a story about, just tell us a story that sort of encompasses Bentonville, a hashtag because Bentonville moment, uh, if you will. Awesome. Um, you know, I think it's not a particular story, but what I what I love is on like on the weekends and if you're riding through Slaughter Pen and especially if it's the first week of the month when the Waz ride is going, women of Oz ride is going on. And so there's like groups. We, we, this happened a few weeks ago. There's, there'll be groups of women with ride. They, their ride leaders have their um, yellow vests on and they're riding all over slaughter pen and kind of enjoying themselves. And then there'll be groups of kids riding around with their coaches. Our coaches wear like bright orange shirts most of the time. So our kids, you know, like groups of kids riding around and then you intersect and somebody has to pull over because you can't always like, but it, it, but everybody is so kind to one another and so happy to be out on the trails and enjoying a beautiful day. And, and that's, that's like, that kind of encompasses what I love about cycling in Bentonville. I, I would also say I normally avoid riding on the weekends in Slaughter Pen because it's so crowded. There's so many people. Um, but I think that's also what's beautiful about having so many trails is that it's easy to find ones where there's not a ton of people if if that's the experience you're going for. But it's also a wonderful experience to just be in, have this like community um, out all together kind of experiencing similar things and different things at the same time. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, if you're coming from out of town, there's 400 plus miles of single track. I bet you can find something to ride uh, other than Slaughter Pen, but Slaughter Pen's a lot of fun too. I you hear. Know, even if I've you go, ride more. <laughs> even if you go like 
if you ride all American, which is yeah. the trail right next to the greenway, um, it's always crowded. Um, sure. doesn't matter when, but if you go, um, the trails in slaughter pen are kind of stacked one on top of another, mm-hmm. like as you go up the hill. So you might have all American at the bottom and then Angus shoot and then Razorback Ridge, you go up to Razorback Ridge and there's nobody there. So it doesn't, it doesn't take much to find kind of that like peace and solitude if that's what you're looking for. But it's also really cool to have this kind of communal experience on the trails with a bunch of other people. I don't like that to be every ride for me because <laughs> I like the peace and solitude. Sure. Yeah. I've, I've sat at um, Wright's barbecue yeah. and eaten lunch and, and just watched one rider after another mm-hmm. hit the trailhead all American and, uh, Thought about how much fun that looks. I love watching the trailhead. It's it's fun to see and and to even like be there and talk to the people that are there and yeah. find out where they're coming from because a lot of times it's they're not local. Um, they're visiting from this time of year. It's all the like Minnesota and Wisconsin people coming down because their trails are kind of mucky right now, melting snow. Maybe that's why we have so many people moving from there. I've noticed. Uh, uh, there's a few hot spots for people that move here, Wisconsin and Minnesota. Yep. Um, I think like a lot of places, we have a lot of folks who move here from California. We have a fair number of folks who move here from the Seattle area, from Austin and uh, some of these other places, mm-hmm. and some places just north of us. Let's turn back to Bike School Bentonville for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, tell me a, a little bit more if there's anything that we've missed and then uh, what camps and classes that you have coming up near term? Cool. I wanted to make sure that we talked about Nat and he's my business partner yes. and he is, um, what he is not, a like as native as I am. I, you know, I'm not, I have, I didn't grow up here, but I've been here long enough that I've seen a lot. He's only been here about three years, but he is, um, just he so represents the culture of Bentonville um, that that it's it's fun to be a part of this with him and uh, do it together. He's also a world champion mountain biker, so he he kind of like oversees the performance aspect of our programming, and I focus a little more on kind of the community development side of our programming. Um, but he's he is so um, he's a, he's just a wonderful coach and a. And a really good community member and a really humble person. Um, so I, I love working with Nat and I'm so happy to be doing it together. So camps and classes coming up. I just opened um, a five-week session for our trail kids. We have a 10-week session going and we're going to add a five-week session just to hit those people that weren't quite ready to commit to 10 weeks. That'll start on April 25th and registration is up on our website. And, um, we are working, I think by early next week, we'll have summer camps posted. We're going to do, um, a summer camp with Dayton school for older kids. And we're going to do, um, a, a week in June for younger kids and a week in July for younger kids. We'll also probably do some weekend. We haven't set all the dates for weekend and to kind of target the people coming in from out of town. Um, maybe so mom and dad can go on their own ride and drop their kids off with us. So we'll have all of that coming up on our website in the next uh, week. So we have, we have some spring camps that are already up, um, but you'll, you can expect to see summer coming quickly. 
Awesome. Tell us uh, what your website is and where we should follow you on social media. Yeah, it's all Bike School Bentonville. So bikeschoolbentonville.com and then at Bike School Bentonville on Facebook and Instagram. And I don't, we don't do like TikTok or anything yet. I know maybe over time we'll get there, but I can only manage <laughs> so, so much social media. There's a whole lot of learning there. Um, you know, I saw that uh, uh, just last year that uh, TikTok has now surpassed Google as the number one search engine, if you will. And Instagram fell off the top 10 list. Well, that's crazy. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, I'm behind always on social media. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where do you see Bike School Bentonville in the next five years? I would like to see us, well, I will, we will expand our programming to be able to reach a whole range of ages. So um, we will have more classes for people like you um, over time, really like ski school, but for mountain bikes. Like, so if you go to Breckenridge, you like register for ski school as part of the process. And so we see us being able to kind of serve a wide range of people and um, and a little bit more kind of on-demand programming. So basically, we can we can pretty much do that right now. I have coaches that we ha- we have coaches that can that can do private lessons just about any time. But you know, we're kind of building up our base of coaches. I'd really like to do some BMX stuff too. I think yeah. when I look at performance and where um, like the the best bike handlers started in BMX. And so, um, a lot of times like the best mountain bikers, they did that when they were a kid. And I think you learn a lot of amazing skills through BMX. So I'd love to see that, you know, the headquarters of USA BMX is over in Tulsa. So we're really closely connected geographically to kind of the center of that, of that universe. So we don't have any plans yet. That's just kind of like, I think, I think it's important. The other thing I love about BMX is that the bikes are really accessible and mm-hmm. uncomplicated. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> and, and so that you can kind of play around on a bike that's two or $300 and can really get you a long way. Whereas in, on a mountain bike, you're spending two or 3000 at the yeah. <laughs> low end. <laughs> it's like cra- kind of crazy to think about how expensive the sport is. So that's the other thing I really like about BMX. And um, so that's, that's the other thing I'd like to do. I think, you know, we'll probably dabble in other, other disciplines. Uh, I think mountain biking will probably always be the core of what we do because that's, it's, we're in the mountain bike capital of the world, but, but cyclists are normally cyclists and ride all kinds of different mm-hmm. bikes. They don't just ride one type of bike. So we'll help train people in other things as well over time. I promised my bike of my wife that I would only buy one, uh, bike, but really? I'm, I, <laughs> I already know that I've lied. <laughs> I didn't mean to. It wasn't a lie at the time. Yeah. Uh, but now I feel like I need an e-bike for commuting and gravel biking looks fun. And I could keep going on with the list. And you I know, know if, my baby boy will probably have more bikes oh, than yeah. we can count. We've got a bike of literally every size at our house, like 12 inch all the way up through large. I don't have any extra large bikes, but we just have a fleet. But if I was only going to have one bike which is not a reality in my world. <laughs> but if I was only going to have one, it would probably be an e-mountain bike. Because I think you could do anything on an e-mountain bike. You can commute, you can ride mountain bike trails, you can ride gravel. You sure. Can, you could do anything on that. That would, that would be fun. Um, and there's, they are, have you ridden an e-bike? I haven't yet. Oh, you've got to do it. It's 
the most fun experience on a bike. It looks fun. It's so fun. We just got a couple at the office uh, so we can yeah. get around a little faster. And you haven't been on them yet? <laughs> Put that we, helmet on and right. go, go try it out. We just got them. I dare, I dare you not to smile when you ride oh, it. I know I'll be smiling when I ride it. I can't wait. I love riding e-bikes. I don't have one. I want one. And, and next we'll go to electric unicycles. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Which something. exist. Mm-hmm. I never thought about that. <laughs> You'll be hearing more about electric unicycles in an episode to come. Sweet. With an announcement about something coming to Bentonville in terms of a festival oh, soon. Cool. What should I have asked you that I didn't? Uh, you probably should have asked me like what my favorite place to ride or something oh, yeah. about like a favorite bike ride. That's one of my favorite questions to ask people. Please do tell. You know, I am normally really happy wherever I am riding. Like today I was riding, we rode West um, on like kind of toward Hiawassee and Centerton. And there's this valley out there. I was riding gravel today. Um, there's a valley out there that's just beautiful. It's got some kind of bluffs off in the distance and a creek running through the middle. And it's just like so peaceful and beautiful. But another place I really like to ride is right by the Dairy Queen in Bella Vista. Mm -hmm. There's a section of trail um, that goes kind of north toward the golf course. And it's right along the creek and it's kind of rolly and fun and flowy and beautiful because it's right there next. I think creeks are important in my experience of riding. I also really love big mountain riding. So if it's not in Bentonville, I probably want to be in Breckenridge or Park City riding big mountains. Um, and not because of the downhill, but like kind of that high alpine, like ride and see forever from the tops of the mountain. So you bet. I, lo- I just love riding my bike anywhere. <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, I've got one more question for you that I mm-hmm. totally didn't prepare you for. Okay. This one's going to come right out of left field to you. <laughs> so get ready. Sweet. If you had a superpower mm-hmm. and that superpower had a limitation, what would it be? And I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, my superpower with the limitation would be that if I'm watching a sporting event, I can pick up the remote and press a button and it'll transport me into that sporting event. My oh, yeah. unfortunate limitation uh, will be that I have to take somebody with me. Not bad so far, right? Mm-hmm. Except that the person I take with me will hate sports and complain about it <laughs> nonstop the entire time. Well, that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> so my superpower, I like this idea of like space tra- or like traveling to a whole other place. Oh, you know what would, what would be cool is if I'm just thinking about riding my bike, of course, because I think a lot about riding my bike. What if the whatever bike I'm riding can be whatever color, but it has the the limitation is it has to match my outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so it like changes kind of like a chameleon bike that it like changes color. That would be a it's not really a superpower for me, but maybe I like this idea. I like coordinating things and I like bright colors. So I could see myself choosing my outfit to be, to decide what color my bike would be. Nice. I like it. Okay. So, hey, Kyla, thank you for offering your time to uh, me and to our uh, viewers today. 
Uh, really appreciate it. I hope that everybody enjoyed hearing your story as uh, much as I did and learning about Bike School Bentonville. And and uh, thank you to our audience for spending some time with us today. If you like what you heard, hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Also visit BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com to learn more. And, uh, you know, I hope you'll come back next week to learn more about Bentonville and its business leaders and what's happening here. Uh, this is a place where you can have more of what you want and less of what you don't. Thanks. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon podcast. We hope to see you next week.